1: you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24 seven. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind.
3: Welcome back, everybody, to the Pack-A-Day podcast. It is the day before the Green Bay Packers will take on the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game in the 2019 NFL season. I am Jason Perrone of Chiefs Ed TV, and join with me today is Mark Eckel of Packer report Mark, happy Saturday. Same to you, and happy eve of the NFC Championship Happy day before, yeah. This is incredible. So, obviously, the obvious question is because... I think all we, you and I wanted two weeks ago was to have a game to talk about,
4: and you know, we got, and,
3: and we got one. You know, last time, last time we were chatting, it was the bye week, and we had to kind of manufacture content. Well, now we got plenty, plenty to talk about. So we're lucky to be talking about an actual football game here. So the the obvious and kind of cliche question to kick things off is, how? Because I don't think we've talked about this. How surprised are you that we're here, and that obviously, if somebody would have told. September of 2019, Mark Eckel, hey, the Packers are going to be in the NFC Championship game. Would you have believed them?
4: I would have. Bel- I would yes. I would have believed them. I would have. I wouldn't have bet money on it. Um, listen, I, I wrote this for Packer re- Report right before the playoffs started. That I like to consider myself a an, an, a Packer optimist, and that you know, even when I was covering the Eagles all those years, and I had to, I had to pick like. You know, preseason pick who's going to win each division or whatever. You know, my I hate I tried to hide my fandom as much as I could as a writer, and I thought I did a pretty good job of it. But I would always maybe think the Packers were going to be a little better than the average person, so I would pick them to win the division when other people thought they were a wild card, or I'd pick them to go further than whatever. Um, I thought they were going to make the playoffs this year, I really did. I, I, I thought. I liked him. I liked the off season moves. Um, I wasn't sure about Matt Lafleur, because like, nobody could be sure about Matt Lafleur. He had never coached before, so how, how could anybody have a have an opinion? But I thought it was time to move on from Mike McCarthy. As much as I as I like Mike McCarthy and wish him well with the Cowboys, except when they play the Packers, obviously. Um, but I just thought that was a good move. So I thought they'd be a playoff team. I thought they could even win a division. Uh, I didn't think NFC, I didn't think they'd get to the NFC Championship game, no. I, didn't, I thought that was reaching a little far. So even the, even the optimist in me is pleasantly sur- surprised that here we are, you know, there's only four teams left and the Packers are one of them.
3: Yeah, the final four. So we were here three years ago. The Packers made it to the NFC Championship game after they beat the Dallas Cowboys on a couple of near-miraculous plays. And then, unfortunately, in the NFC Championship game, everything kind of caught up with those, that Packers team. The health... Situation and all a bunch of other stuff, you know, all the forces were kind of against them. And but it's great to be back in this in this spot. And yeah, I I had them finishing ten and six. I think this was the preseason when I kind of did my prediction. I had them finishing ten and six, winning. Um, I think I had them in as a um, did I have them winning the division, and I have had them winning a wild card game, but losing in the divisional round. So
4: what I—I I, I don't think I went that far like in, into it, but yeah, that, that's probably what I would have thought. I, I had him. I thought they'd be a playoff team.
3: I really did, um, but NFC Championship game. I don't yeah. Think I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because but, to get there is hard. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. Right. And, I, and to your point, yeah, Matt Lafleur, an unproven commodity at that point. But to me, it was like well, I'm not
4: surprised you know. now. Like when the playoffs started, I thought they could get this far.
3: Sure, you know what I'm saying like I'm
4: not surprised they beat. I picked them to beat Seattle last week, so I'm not surprised they beat Seattle.
3: Well, that's why they say just get in. Anything can happen. We've seen it go both ways, right?
4: Oh yeah, we've seen the Packers win a Super Bowl as a sixth seed, and we've seen them lose in, this, in, this, in the in their first game as a number one seed. So yeah, as a Packer fan, you've seen the the best and the worst of of the seedings.
3: Well, and if you want to add another one to the best side of things, they also you know steamrolled the NFL. Through an entire season, they had the number one offense and the number one defense, and they won the Super Bowl that year. Yes, they did. In that 96. Yep. So, speaking of that era, um, and you know, normally, you and I do the injury report, and it's funny, we were talking yesterday, it's like, thank God that's not the topic today, because there are, already there are there. any, yeah, I mean, Danny Vitale's oh. listed as questionable. He's the only guy that's listed on either side. I mean, that would have been a five-minute show. <laughs> If, if five, we were seconds,
4: if, three, five minutes, I've been hard to get five minutes out of Danny right now.
3: If we were assigned the uh, the injury report, but you know the one thing about Vitaly, I'll say just to you know kind of address it is. At this point, you, you assume, like we said before we started recording, that they want Jay Sternberger to, to get a role in this offense. He finally caught his first ball yesterday, or not yesterday, <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: last week, and uh, I, I was re-watching the game yesterday, so you know I got that on the brain, but. Yeah, last week, he finally caught his first NFL pass in a regular season, and so he's obviously going to be a piece of this thing, and so Vitali being out, you know, you would think it's kind of a bummer because he's a blocker in the backfield, and there's some questions about whether or not he's a good blocker or not. You know, they like to run him on that wheel route, it, but Sternberger can step in and do some of those things, too.
4: And he did him last week. He he lined up in the backfield quite often last last week as a fullback, as a full backer back, whatever you want to call it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, listen, nothing against Danny Vital, but... I think move, moving forward, I'm not. Even, I'm not sure he's a big part of the Packers' future. They, they also they they signed a fullback to a futures contract. a kid from West Virginia, whose name escapes
3: me right now, but, um, yeah. Again, Danny Vitale. We've already talked too too much about him already. Well, my little lame claim to fame is that my cousin played high school football with Danny Vitale's dad back in the Illinois locale. So. Okay. That's all I got there. But, yeah, I mean, Jay Stermer, And you know what's cool, Mark, if you're looking for parallels, because I do, even though they don't mean a whole lot between this team and other teams. Back in 2010, and mostly because of injury, one thing he, uh, that gets lost in the playoff run is they ran a lot of heavy backfield, and it was two tight ends. It was uh, Corliss. Or, uh, yeah, was it Corliss? Um, you Probably. Know, uh Crabtree, uh, because Finley was hurt. So you know they had to, they had to run with with their with their other tight ends and the fullbacks they ran a lot of, of tight end in the back. Donald Lee was in that was, was in that mix. Yep, too. yep. Donald Lee. They ran a lot of a lot of tight end in the backfield. So if they're gonna they're gonna go back to that, it's kind of a, kind of an interesting parallel to see if the the offense gets a spark from it. But they, yeah,
4: they used all four tight ends last week. Yes, the, yeah yep. Like I said, we already mentioned Sternberger was out there a lot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jimmy Jimmy Graham probably played his most. I, don't know if was, I mean, I don't know, numbers-wise, I don't know if it was his best, but in terms of big plays, that was probably his best game as a Packer. Probably his last game as a Packer at Lambeau, um, unless he takes a massive pay cut and comes back next year, but uh, I don't I don't see that happening. That yeah, was probably his yeah, best. Yeah. I mean, he had the big play at the end, obviously, but he, could, he he called three passes. All three were crucial plays. All all went for first down. So, I mean, uh, he, he played. Mar- Mercedes Lewis did what did last week what he's done all year, which is block well. I mean, he, he threw the key, a key block on the one-touchdown run. Um, you know, he, he did what he does. And then Tanya was out there every once and again, too. So uh, Matt LaFleur used all four of his tight ends to, to, to some extent last week.
3: Yeah, Jimmy Graham wrote the book on how to turn three catches into a game ball performance.
4: <laughs> yeah, right.
3: He really did. And that last catch, you know, it's one thing for him to get the first down and all of the, the – conversation around the play, but that was, you know, for a guy as tall as Jimmy Graham is, Rogers put that ball low. He had to go down and get it. That was a good play by Jimmy. Very good play by, by, by Jimmy.
4: Graham had a nice game. He really did. I mean, for as
3: much as we... For, for as much criticism
4: as, as he's gotten, and most of it deserved, I guess, you know, he came up big when he,
3: when he needed him most.
4: Like, yeah. And it's his old team, which was kind of... I'm sure he, I know. I'm sure he, he
3: liked doing that. Sure. Players like, like to send their old teams a message. So... <clears throat> Given that, though, Mark, do you think – I mean, this, the 49ers have a good defense. Yeah, but, but But Jimmy Graham is still somebody that for at least one more game and hopefully two that defenses are going to have to account for because, no, he doesn't light up the stat sheet. But Aaron Rodgers will find him in a key moment, and all it takes is for him to score a critical touchdown and only have one catch in the game. But he wrecks the game for the other side.
4: Oh, absolutely. He's still – Yes, and that, that, I'm, that's a great point that you made, Jason. He's not the guy he was. He certainly isn't. He's not the guy that was at All-Pro for the Saints all those years. And um, you know, we're we're seeing the, the twilight of of Jimmy Graham's um, great career. But you're right. He can still. He's not going to catch you know nine balls for 130 yards and three touchdowns. That's, I, I don't see that happening. I'd love to see it happen, but I don't, that's not going to, you know. But, yeah, he can still make, and he showed last week, he can still make that key play. He's a veteran. He's been around. He's, he, he's been a star. So, yeah, for one game, you know, he can – and you know, he, he'd love – Jimmy Graham, if this is the end for him, he'd love to get back to – I mean, everybody loves would love to go to a Super Bowl. But as, as, you, as your career goes on and, and you see the end, you, I think you, you really want it even more. Young guys like an Aaron Jones, yeah, of course they want. He wants to go to the Super Bowl, but he's going to have more chances throughout his his career. This isn't it for Aaron Jones. He he's going to have a hopefully a long, great career ahead of him. You know, Jimmy Graham. This is this might be his last chance.
3: Yeah, but you know the one thing about that is I would hope that. The, one of the most valuable lessons you can learn in life, in any area of life, is from the mistakes of others, or from the, you know, from what others have learned before you have to experience the pain of 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 what life brings you to learn a lesson. And we've just seen too many times young players have a lot of success early in their career, oh, absolutely. And, and then they think it's a it's a given that they're going to get back there, and then all of a sudden they're in the twilight of their career, they're staring at one or two years left. And they still haven't gotten back there, and all the regret that they have that they didn't do X, Y, and Z differently oh, right. I, to get there. i
4: didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it. I, I, I hope you didn't take it the wrong way. I didn't mean I's definitely going to get. I'm just saying, as the clock starts to tick, I think you realize more just how great it would be to, to, to get to that, you
3: know, to
4: that pinnacle, which is the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, I mean, no, we're we're I, definitely I, on the same page there. I think I, uh, I think we, we,
4: I, I have a great example of that uh, Troy Vincent, the great corner, played for the Eagles for a mm-hmm. long played for the Dolphins and the Eagles. Yeah, um, great cornerback, six time Pro Bowl player, uh, now the number two man in the in the league behind Roger. Um, he t- he always talk, tells me about his his rookie year with the Dolphins. They got to the AFC Championship, lost to the Bills, and he thought, eh, okay. We we lost to the Bills, no big deal. We'll get, you know, we got Marino, we got this, we got, you know, we'll get back. Well, this is going to be easy. We're going to get to a bunch of Super Bowls. And, and his great career, he's, he got to a couple more championship games with the Eagles, but never got to a Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, that happens. I mean, it happens a lot. We've seen it happen with, with uh, and the Super Bowl argument and all that kind of stuff with players and whether it validates their career, blah, blah, blah. But it's their well, mind, it does. Of course. I mean, yeah. I, 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 you you want to believe you want to believe that your team and and this sounds ridiculous for me to say, but let's be honest, Mark. I mean, you've probably seen players your, yourself live who you know didn't give a crap whether or not they won or lost. They just it was a job. They just wanted to get paid. Yeah. But as but as Oof. fans, we want to believe these guys want to win the Super Bowl because we want our team to win a championship.
4: I've seen all kind of guys you're right I've seen the guy that you you just described and that's not good Um, I've seen the guy like Troy Vincent as a good example that wanted nothing more than to win the money the the fame all that no he wanted to win a Super Bowl Brian Dawkins the same way wanted to win a Super Bowl Um, unfortunately Brian got the one and didn't win but um, then there's there's the guy who yeah we won that's great but you know I, I only caught two passes today or to, and you know hey we lost, but i hey i had I had nine catches for a hundred yards, and it was not my fault we lost, and that's the worst guy right the guy that cares more about his personal stats than than whether the team wins or loses that's the that's the worst to me that's the worst kind of teammate well and there's, and, there's and there's plenty
3: of them believe me no there are, and I'm sure you know what there's there's probably some guys i mean there's guys like that on every roster and whether you don't if you don't think there's one on your own team's roster you're fooling yourself
2: well I don't think
4: this I could be wrong I don't think this addition of the packers I don't think there I mean there might be but I don't think there is one of them
2: right now
3: not ma- if there are the, it's not many this the culture is very strong on this team and it's, it's, that's yeah. one of the biggest turnarounds from from the previous years
4: I think the packers have had guys like that but I think this and I got to give this, the packers front office all the credit in the world and I you know I can't say enough good things about from Mark Murphy right down of how they constructed this this team and this coaching staff and everything there's a reason they went from six wins to 13, and I mean it's not just the addition, you know, of a couple of players. Sure, it's the players, but I mean they they knew what they wanted to do and they did it. They built this team the way they wanted it built, and I think it's gonna. I don't. I don't think this is a one year wonder either.
3: No, I mean this is this is a team culture. I mean, what what's really going to be interesting for me, is and we're getting way ahead of ourselves right now, and I'm not casting anybody away. But what's going to be interesting to me is you've got a pretty good brain trust right now that's leading this team. Whether you like Mark Murphy or Brian Gutekunst or not,
4: I'm, nobody uh, else but I do.
3: Well, you do. I'm a fan of theirs, but a lot of our listeners aren't, and that's just you know that's just the unfortunate reality. They all want to give Murphy a hard time, and they they you know they see a, a bumbling guy that's sledding down the the hill in Green Bay at Lambeau Field, and I was a Pro Bowl safety for the Washington Redskins. Well, and you've got a lot of see you're. Your background and your experience, you, you know, is very fortunate to have because you know a lot of actual and and factual things about these guys that the rest of us didn't have not been able to experience because you got up close and personal with it and you know that these guys are more than just what they're doing right now.
4: Yeah, and, and I also know other owners or i have dealt with other owners, and some I like, some I don't like well, at all, and like they're not a football guys. And, and again, Murphy isn't isn't an owner per se, but he represents the Packers at owners' meetings and gets to vote along with the with the Jerry Joneses and Daniel Snyder's and Jeffrey Lories and you know Rudy and Mara and all those guys. But um, I mean, he he played the game and not just played it played it at, at the highest level. So I, I respect Mark Murphy. I, I know I'm, I'm I'm probably getting Packer fans mad at me now for saying that, but I respect the guy. I think I, <laughs> I don't know. And he made he made some good hires. The last his last two hires were very good when people wanted John Dorsey, when people wanted, you know, all these other Ron Wolf's kid and they wanted well, how'd that work out in Cleveland? Ask the Browns how how John, John Dorsey oh wait, he's not there anymore. You can't ask. He got, he got he got fired for building a team just the opposite, put it putting together a bunch of clowns and characters that couldn't win that couldn't go five hundred with all that talent because because of why? He didn't it wasn't a team. It was a bunch of guys. Yeah, you know, and, and for a
3: new GM and a new or you know and
2: you no,
4: know, there that's it. That's the Cleveland Browns are how not to build a team.
3: So. Well, and Elliot Wolf is uh, re- okay. reloading in uh, in Cleveland, not playing in any games. And John Schneider was sent home last week by his former team, the Packers.
4: Now, Schneider, I, I got to get. He's done a nice job in Seattle. Oh, I'm
3: phenomenal! But a lot it. of people wanted you know when. Two years ago, they when Ted Thompson stepped down. They wanted everyone to pull, you know, trade trade whatever it takes and pull Schneider away from Seattle. And so, uh, it, I, I think this
4: organization has done.
3: Oh, they've I, done. Yeah, they've done great. Yeah, and listen,
4: I would criticize. I'm not. I'm not against criticizing. I've not, I made a living criticizing the Eagles front office for bad moves they made, and then when they made good ones, I you know gave them the credit. But no, I think this group is. It's hard to argue. Really hard to argue with, even the little things. Little things like picking up an Allen Lazard at the end of la- last year was a terrible year. It's a lost season. They're you know they're not going anywhere, but they but he but he's, he's still working and he picks off an Allen Lazard when 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 Jacksonville cuts him or whatever right. That and look at that now he's your number two wide receiver, you know picking up a Tyler Irvin in the middle of the season, and now he's become not just a good good re- return guy, but they use him in the offense a little bit now with good results. You know, uh, picking up the, the right tackle, Jared Bellier.
3: Bellier, right? yep.
4: How 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 big was he last week?
3: Well, no pun intended, right? Because <laughs> he's a big guy. Well, but, yeah, yeah. but but they I mean, they built they built a good team. But think about think about this because this was what I was going to mention. This is one of got, our next.
4: You got Alex Light starting yeah. in a playoff game. God knows what. I mean, nothing. I'm not. Listen, I'm not. Alex like is going to play hard and work hard, but I I felt much more comfortable having him having the the guy that's been through it out there last week when 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 Brian Belaga couldn't go.
3: Yeah, well, they knew they needed to make a move, and, and but I I I, th- I think about this. Ted
4: Thompson wouldn't have done any of these moves.
3: Well, I and, think well think about I think about this. So we just flipped into a new year, and it's been nearly thirty years of mostly quality football in green bay right so if you want to look at this matchup between san francisco and green bay which really didn't start to take shape until the holmgren farve harlan uh you know ron wolf era this matchup actually happened in 1997 the packers went to san francisco to play in the nfc championship game they beat the 49ers 23 and went on to super bowl 32 and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a particularly close game. Now that you know that's where the parallel ends because this year is a completely different story on paper. But this this matchup has happened before, and these teams are no strangers to each other. Oh no, they the play. This is the eighth time they're meeting in the playoffs, in the and in the last you know barely twenty years. That's a lot of postseason meetings.
4: They've played. I I wrote this packer report when they met in a regular season this year. Um. The Packers have played the nine in, in since you're 92, I'm not going let's not go back to the curly curly lambo years and stuff, but um, the Packers have met the 49ers in the playoffs more than they've met any other team.
3: Yeah, and I think they're four and three right now uh, they're, they're, four, they're four and three, and San Francisco had not you know throw out the um, the cockamamie, uh Jerry Rice fumble game in '98. And the, the Niners didn't legitimately beat the Packers in the playoffs until Kaepernick yeah. ran all over the place. Wow. Yeah. I wish he would have knelt down then and gotten thrown out the <laughs> way. Mark, echo with the – I, I need to come up with some sound effects so I can, you know, like get a uh, nice little air horn. Uh, that was – no, that was – it's true. It's absolutely true. So if you want to look at – okay, so this game that's here, that, that the Packers have tomorrow, the the number the number one question the low hanging fruit question is, do the Packers have to play a perfect game to beat this San Francisco team who are favored by seven and a half points and on paper stack up a little bit better than do the Green Bay Packers.
4: I won't say well. Let's say this: if the nine if both teams play their best, I think the Niners win. Unfortunately, I think if both teams play at their best, so I think. Not only does Green Bay have to play, I won't say a perfect game, but they got to play their A game, and in doing that, force the Niners to play a you know a B game, and that could happen. A lot of times, what you do, teams, people don't always want to give this credit. Like, oh, we played terrible. Well, no, you didn't play that bad. The other team played really good, and that made you look bad. I was that about last year, not not this past um, college game, but the, 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 the year prior when uh, Clemson beat Alabama. I said, you know, Alabama played well. Alabama didn't play a bad game. But Clemson played the greatest game I've ever seen a team play that night. So it didn't matter what Alabama did. Clemson was just that good. And they made Alabama look bad at times, you know. So I, I, I'll say this. When they when last Sunday night Green Bay beat Seattle, I'm, I'm, I write my story, and I'm, 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 I'm in a great mood. And I'm thinking to myself, nah, I don't know if they can beat San Francisco. This is going to be this. And I think, you know. It's, but as the week's gone on, my, my optimism or my confidence has risen every day to where I, I think, that, I don't know if they will, but I certainly think, think the Packers can win this game tomorrow.
3: Oh, of course. Because, of the, because it, in the first matchup, we, and, you know, we broke that down already, in the first matchup, I don't want to say that San Francisco didn't play. They, they played very well, but Green Bay on their first drive. You know they finally they finally get a first down. then Devontae Adams is given a really ticky tack uh, you know pers- uh, you know personal foul for taunting yeah, afterwards just- so then they 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 have a first down, but they get backed up. then Rodgers gets sex he he fumbles inside the ten yard line and it you just you can't get behind like that and you, you can 't give San Francisco a you spot them seven points at home.
1: You know, no, so so then that's
3: a, that's a case of you know San Francisco played well, but Green Bay. You could make the case that Green Bay almost did kind of beat themselves a little bit there by getting behind.
4: That, that whole first half, um, it was twenty three nothing at the half. Mm-hmm. And if you look back, like you just said, that first round, it, that game could have easily have been like ten ten at the or Packers could have been winning at the half. And it sounds crazy when they're losing twenty three nothing, but just like like you said, if they don't call the penalty. On Devontae, after the catch, they, the Packers would have had a first down at the forty. I'm not saying they're going to score, but they're moving. They're at right the forty. Let's say they even got a field goal. Now they're up three nothing instead of being down seven. All right, that's a ten point swing right right there. And then there was another. Um, Adrian Amos sacked Jimmy G on a third and whatever, stopped the, the, the drive. Stop. There's a late flag on, I believe it was Kevin King. For a, for a, again, I'm not going to question the refs, but a, a call that didn't have to be made on the defensive holding or whatever, that 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 prolonged the Niners' drive, and they went in and scored. Don't call that penalty. That's 14 points the Niners don't have. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot. And then that whole disaster right before the end of the half, if you remember, where it was it was 13 nothing with, like, two minutes to go, and all of a sudden the Niners score, the Packers don't, they punt it, they get a few... And it went from 13 nothing to 23 nothing, And then it was kind of like, you know, it was over,
3: basically. But Yeah, it just it just wasn't trending in the right direction. Taking so, nothing
4: away. The Niners made plays. The Packers didn't. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying that blowout wasn't a play here, a play there. And that, and that game isn't a blowout. It's, it's, it's coming down to the fourth quarter with anybody's game.
3: So, the 49ers defense versus the Packers offense. This week, we heard some subtle comments from Rogers, Matt LaFleur, that they might have seen a couple of opportunities missed the first time around. So the defense, obviously, the the, the success they have is because they don't have to bring a lot of extra pressure. They can get pressure with their front. And then cover, you got Richard Sherman on the back end. Rogers versus Sherman, we've seen it a thousand times, dating back to the Seattle days. So do you think... That and you got your full offensive line. Everyone's healthy. Do you That's think? I mean, do I'll just played against the Niners last time. Well, and you mentioned that. So do do you see? You know, your stars have to come out to play. Devontae Adams went off against Seattle last week, and Seattle doesn't have necessarily the same great defense they used to. But the, you know, it's a playoff game. You still should come in with a good plan. It's Pete Carroll to take away. One of your better players on the other side of things. So, do you think Devontae Adams goes off again and has a big game? I think he's going to have to have a good game, but do you think he goes off? Is there any chance?
2: Oh yeah,
4: absolutely. better. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you have last week? Eight for 150 or whatever it was. 160. Yep. 60. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to predict that because that's another. But I think he'll. I think he'll have a good game. I think he'll be among the stars of
3: the game. Okay, the, the Packers have, and the Packers have to—they got to run the football. You know, whether you believe in running the football in this day and age or not, the Packers have to run the football. Can they run on San Francisco with Aaron Jones?
4: Yes, yes. I mean, again, I'm not looking for Aaron Jones to break records in this game. I'm not looking for him to gain—you know—be Derrick Henry, but it, they have to run efficiently. Like against Seattle, he didn't; his numbers weren't good. If like you just looked at the play numbers, but I thought they ran efficiently against Seattle, and he did score two two touchdowns. So, you know, I think he, I think I want to see a little Jamal Williams this week too, a little more. Not a lot. Not not I don't want I don't want split, but I want I want Williams on the field. I think against the Forty ers again I'm not a coach, but I wouldn't mind seeing more passes to the backs, little little screens to Jones. As, oh, for as, sure. I you know, oh, we didn't see any of that against Seattle.
3: Well, if, if we can get the kind of production doing that that they did against Kansas City,
2: right. Or that would be it,
3: that would be pretty nice because by the way, they might end up playing that team if they're able to advance past San Francisco, they might end up seeing that Chiefs team again.
2: They,
3: they, they, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. I, you know, but yeah. okay, so on defense, you got you got a ton of guys that contribute for the 49ers. Who I is mean, let, me just, let me just get back to the offense for a second.
4: So the key and this is is I mean this is pretty simple, but the the offensive line is the key to this game. Because that that Niners front four is probably the best in football, and it, you know it's, it's it's one after another. I mean, you know Buckner and Armstead and Bosa and Ford and they just and the guys they bring in. I mean, they're it's a great it's a great front and mm-hmm. the Niners built it that way. They're all first round picks. Four they traded a high two to get. I mean, you know they're all that's that's a very very good front four. So the Packers offensive line, which has been pretty good pretty good as well this year, they really need to bring their a their A plus game. They Rodgers can't be running for his life, and, and he and he can't be, you know, having no... But and with that said, Rodgers needs to play smart, which he played very... I thought Rodgers played great last week, and he needs another... He, he can't be holding the ball 3.8 seconds looking for Adams to break free downfield. You know, two-point-something two seconds, and if it's not there, dump it off to Jones.
3: Dump it off to the tight end. Take the five-yard game. Do you agree? Yeah. No, I definitely do. So who's the guy that... I think I know what the answer is going to be, but who's the X factor on defense that you have to account for and you have to neutralize in this game for the Niners?
4: Wow, there's so many. I don't know. Bosa, I would think. I am I mean, so
3: tired of the Bosa, Bosa brothers, and, and they're undefeated against the Packers so far. They're good. I mean, my goodness, they're good. But all of them, I mean, I mean if you concentrate too much on,
4: on Bosa, Ford's going to kill you, or Armstead, or, or Buck. I mean, they're, that's just a it's a very good line. I mean, I, I you know. It reminds me of the old the Eagles old line. You know, again that's my memory when they had Reggie Reggie White and Clyde Simmons and Jerome Brown. But they might even have more than
3: those. I mean, you know, they might go a little deeper. Well, the one thing we might be able to count on, Mark, is that D Ford in a conference championship game, maybe he'll line up off sides again this year. <laughs> we could <can> hope, right? <laughs> uh a little little slam there. Yeah, I think I think it's Nick Bosa and um the the pass rush there, but the Packers, listen. The Packers are going to come in with the, the best game plan that they can, and if they don't get it done, it's not going to be for any lack of planning, effort, or, or desire because Matt LaFleur's got an ego, too, and he got embarrassed by his buddies last time. And I said, listen, it can happen to anybody. You can get flat-out beat by another team. You said, look, don't discredit what the other team did when you play a bad game. Sometimes they just beat you, and they beat you badly because they're that much better. But Matt LaFleur and the Packers, the one thing they cannot do in this game is get embarrassed a second time.
4: No, and I don't think they will. I'll be – put it this way. If you told me one of these two things are definitely going to happen, the Niners are going to blow them out or the Packers are going to win, I'll, I'll say the Packers are going to win. I think there's a better chance the Packers win as a as an underdog than them getting blown out again.
3: Well, we all sure hope so. I mean, You know, to at least be competitive. And it might, might – you know, there might be some popping of uh, heart medication – Around oh, the Packers fan base on Sunday, but I think we I think we'd rather have that problem than watch this team get run off the off the field again.
4: I don't even I don't even take my blood pressure during the Packers, during games, especially this year. This year's been worse than ever,
3: right? Am I wrong? Are what you going to avoid? So are you going to watch this one at home? or Are you going to go to the sports bar well, and try to find that Lions fan gal again? <laughs> no, no, no. no. I that bar when
4: it's not on regular TV. All
3: right. That's so on he, the other So on the other side of things, the Packers defense. You know, they they played pretty well. I think they did okay against Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is who he is. He had, a, he had a decent game. But my concern is, as far as the, the Niners go, obviously they're going to try to run the football, so the Packers have to try to stop the run. But Kittle over the middle, George Kittle, the tight end, just seems to be the kind of player that can absolutely wreck a game for the Packers. And how do they defend him this time around? That's
4: a great – that's, you know – well, <laughs> if I knew that, I'd, I'd be working on Mike Pett and staff right now, right? But um, you know what a great pick he was. So was it was a fifth round pick out of Iowa. Yeah. What a great. I mean, man, that's just a give the honors Hey, we you know I, I spent the beginning of the show praising what the Packers have done as an organization. I got to give John Lynch and 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 his people a lot of credit too mm-hmm. for, for building for building that Forty Nine Honor team. And they. Yeah. they and and, and making a move midseason, they they thought they needed a wide receiver. They make a trade. They give up a lot. They give up two picks to to the Broncos to get Sanders. I mean, you know that Gauntlet, you know, doing a great job there. I I, I got to say that. But getting back to Kittle, what what do you do with him? This is gonna sound crazy, and it, uh, they probably wouldn't work. But <laughs> could oren Burks, if if you, I mean. He's hasn't he hasn't been good, right? He hasn't been able to even play on the field and everything. But I think a lot of that is because he's overwhelmed by what they ask him to do, you know. Because it's he's a young guy still. Would it be crazy to say, all right, listen, Burks, here's all you got to do. You just cover Kittle. Yes, exactly. Just, That's perfect. Oh, you go, man to man the whole game, like a box, like like basketball, like playing basketball. Your job is to cover that guy. I don't care. don't worry about nothing else. You don't have to score. You don't have to do that. You're just covering that guy all game. Wherever he goes, you go. So, I mean, Burks is athletic. I think he's athletic enough to to run with Kittle. He's big enough. Because I'm worried that they're going to put, like, either Campbell or Sullivan or something. And I don't know if they're big and strong enough to handle to handle Kittle.
3: Burks is up, is big and strong enough, right? Well, he played some snaps last week. And if you give him that one singular job, you have one job. I think he can at least I think be a, I think he can at least be a body.
4: I, I again, like I'm not asking him to read and react. I'm not asking him to diagnose. I'm asking him to cover. You. That's that's your guy. Just cover him.
3: The other thing you have to do here, because you have to kind of pick your poison. So I'm I'm going across the Niners formation here, and I'm thinking, okay, you assume that Jair's going to take the rookie Debo Samuel. And yeah. somebody's got to account for Sa- Emmanuel Sanders. He's still the savvy veteran that can wreck a game. But you've got you got Chanted Sullivan, who I am uh, li- liking more and more every week, and he can he's a ball hawk. Another great pickup. You go so got Chanted Sullivan that can help out. You've got you know I, it, you know what else, Mark? It is time for Darnell Savage and Jair, for that matter. It's time for one of those two guys to make a splash play. And why don't you get them involved to help you know cover if you have to bring them down. Into the, into the box. Not in the box, but bring them down and help cover off the line. Like, you've got bodies that can that can cover these guys.
2: They do. Oh, no, the,
3: pack, the Packers secondary might be the most improved
4: over the last year, the last two years, say. Might be the most improved unit in football. I mean, they... That was pretty... A couple of years ago, I mean, they had guys out there that, oh, my God, you, you, you cringe, you know? But, you know, Alexander's a good... You said Alexander, King, Williams, Sullivan... Amos and Savage. Um, I guess you're not going to activate Raven Green, are they?
3: I don't know. Well, they would have had to do it if they want him available. I think they have until, uh, if I'm mis- not mistaken, I think it's noon on Saturday, but that's pretty much coming up. Yeah. So. So I mean, they they designated him, hoping he could come back. I don't know if he's going to or not, but <laughs> my, my guess is
4: he's just not healthy enough for it. Yeah. Like
3: that. Well, San Francisco, here's the thing. San Francisco is going to... They want to do what they did last week. They want to run, 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 and, and get their yards by running. And they want Jimmy G... If, if Jimmy G doesn't have to throw it any more than 20 times all day... That's what they want. That's yeah. what they want.
4: So the Packers have to stop, right? The Packers have to get them in... You know, not let them run, 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 like you said, and, and get them in third and seven, third and eight, second and nine, you know? Easier, uh,
3: easier said than done, but I don't think there's going to be any <laughs> lack of motivation on the from the front. I mean, Kenny Clark is peaking at the right time the Smith brothers don't need they don't need any fuel they they're they're just automatic you know 10 out of 10 on the Richter scale so everything the the kitchen sink is coming at the Niners this week if they if the Niners can beat it hey hats off congratulations uh you know in going to the Super Bowl and you know go do your thing and hopefully they don't win but but you know the Packers are coming in motivated they're you know they're gonna they're gonna have a good game plan and I expect good things from them and a much more competitive game, like you said. So then, the, the only question left then is, we I and I kind of teed this up before we started. Regardless of what happens tomorrow, is the 2019 season a success for the Packers? Are you satisfied?
4: Oh, absolutely. Uh, me personally, absolutely. I mean, listen, if they lose to the Miners, am I going to be upset at whatever time the game's over? You know, Sunday night. Abs- yeah, I'll be upset. I'll be, man, eh, man, they should have. Especially. I'm not sure if I'll be more upset if they get blown out or if they lose on a, you know, like the the one they lost to the Niners when, 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 when T.O. catches a touchdown with a second to go or whatever. I mean, I'll be, I'll be upset either way. But, but then when you think about it, and this is what I said last week when they beat Seattle, I, I told people, like, this is a great year. A team, when you go from six wins to the NFC title game, that's a good year. You can't be – you could be upset that day. But come Monday morning, I'll say I'll be looking ahead to say, "All right, they got to go get a wide receiver in the draft. They got to help help maybe get another linebacker." and be looking toward that, but now nah, this is I hope I'm, I hope we don't have to worry about that, but if they lose, now nah, this is a good year.
3: I hope you agree with me on that. Oh, 100%. Oh, I do. And even if and they I do, mean, you know, he, even if they don't win, this draft, yeah. this draft is setting up to be a really fun one. So, I mean, not that we want to have to worry about it any sooner than uh, early February, but that's not a bad consolation prize because there's going to be a lot of a lot of great talent. The Packers are going to have the pick to add to their roster,
4: and and they got a bunch of money to spend. I think they'll spend another. I think it won't be this year. I don't think they're going to bring in three starters on on defense and a starter offense, but I think they'll sign at least one starter somewhere. Yeah, they're going to have forty
3: some million. So yeah, and some that's of that's going to go, some of that's going to go to locking up Kenny Clark. Sure, but he's you know he's on, he's on the books next year for eight million
4: because they they exercise that option so his cap number right now is eight million yep. so even yep. if they give him if they give him sixteen million it's really only costing him another eight you know what I'm saying right so that his his number whatever he, whatever he gets take take eight off that from 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 a cap standpoint so yeah his he's he's not going to kill him too much next year. Right. Uh, but again, we'll we'll talk about that down the road. Um, but I mean, I, I have heard some people say, um, "No, I, I, if, if they don't win, I'll be it's, it's a disappointment." Blah, blah blah. I can't agree with that. Yeah, I'll be disappointed for 24 hours, but then I'll look back and say, "Man, a team that won, they won 13 games combined in the last two years, and they won 13 this year. I can't be disappointed." And they want to play, and they want to play. They got to the to the third round. No, yeah. I can't be. I can't be disappointed. No, at Baltimore, Baltimore. I could be a little disappointed if I was a Baltimore Raven fan in that. Yes, they improved. They had a great year. Mm, you're not supposed to lose at home to Tennessee.
3: Well, you know, t- Tennessee could be the re, you know the Redux of the 2010 Packers the way they're playing I, right I, now.
4: I, again, I'm not that great, and great for them, but I'm just saying if I'm a Raven fan, I'm still getting over that loss. You know, what I'm saying I uh, put it this if, put it this way: if Green Bay was home tomorrow. If this game was at Lambeau, well, a I'd be a lot more confident, but b I'd I, I'd also be more hmm, they they like if you lose as, as a seven and a half point underdog. Well, I mean you're kind of supposed to lose, right? I mean seven and a half points a lot of points in the championship. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it is. It is. No. All right. So before we go, any final thoughts? I won't I won't necessarily ask you to pick the game if you don't want to, but any final thoughts?
4: No, just I think like I said it's, it was a great it's it's a great year. Hopefully it keeps going and. Hopefully we're on again, and we're we're talking about playing Tennessee or Kansas City in a Super Bowl down in Miami, right? Oh, I mean,
3: gosh. amazing. Uh, <laughs> you going to go to Miami if they win? I am going
4: to try. I thought you would, because <laughs> you, you you were going to go if the game was home. You were going to Lambo, right? This weekend. Yep, I would have I would have been there for sure. Let me ask you this: one, one final thought from from you. Who were you rooting for last week on
3: Saturday? Well, selfishly, I wanted the Vikings to win.
2: I know, but were you rooting
3: for? I was because I I wanted that. I wanted to go to Lambeau. Sure. I wanted to. I wanted to experience. I mean, NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field is a bucket list. Oh yeah. So it was a selfish thing, but yeah, I mean, it maybe it, well, no. it, it didn't make me feel good to do it, but yeah, I was. It was
4: a smart thing. Every Packer fan should have been rooting for the Vikings. But me, I just couldn't. I tried. <laughs> I tried. I did. I said, all right. I want the Vikings to win because then the Packers win those games at home. and you know, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I could not sit. I couldn't. Cousins got sacked, and I said, yeah. Cousins doing an interception. I said, you suck. <laughs> I couldn't root for the Vikings. I'm out, I was, now, that game, I did go out and watch, and I I couldn't root for it. I just couldn't.
3: Well, I couldn't. So I, after the Niners game, when yeah, you and I, I did our show after I, that a couple months ago, it's funny. You actually asked me who I would rather – have to go to face in the playoffs, and I said going back to play the Niners because they've seen them once before, and that's kind of what I, what my pick was. And you 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 said I don't want to see Seattle, cool. I don't want to play the Seahawks, right? And so I I I got what I wished for. So now, <laughs> which now I'm starting to regret. So now well, there's only thing there's no, only I, one thing left to do, and they got to go out and play the game now.
4: Because most yeah most people agree. You no, know, they yeah I hate the Vikings, but I wanted them to. You know, and I just believe me, that was the intelligent thing. The thing that, but I couldn't, I just couldn't. Not a bear. If it was the Bears, I might have
3: been able to. Vikings, I just, I couldn't. I could not root for the Vikings. Well, I mean. well, fortunately, we won't have that problem. Uh, again.
2: And I love the fact,
3: as I've been saying to people,
4: yeah. So the Packers are heading to the NFC Championship game, and the Vikings are looking for two new coordinators. Eh, pretty good, pretty good week.
3: Yeah, it's not a bad week at all. And the Bears have been home for you know almost a month now, so. Yeah, they're looking and they just hired a bunch of new coaches too so they're 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 a mess. Yeah, the off season is going to be fun to talk about cuz there's some of those were interesting. But Packers right. Packers Niners NFC Championship game, we are one day away. We have this fortunate fortunate opportunity to watch our team play in not only another football game but one of the most meaningful games of the year. It has been a blast doing this this season and we're not done doing the show. We'll continue to do it, but this will this will pretty much Barring a Super Bowl appearance, wrap the 2019 season as it is.
4: We're going to be talking about either stopping Patrick Mahomes or, or Derrick
0: Henry.
3: All right. Well, that's. I hope we do. I really hope we do. I hope that you and I have to somehow find a way to do a show amidst all of my travels. That's all I'll say. All right. So, no. as I always end it with, Packers Niners, Packers seven and a half point underdogs. No one's giving them a chance in the media. Hopefully all of that material's been posted around the locker room. The game kicks off at what is it? Is it six forty your time? Eastern, yeah. Six forty Eastern, five forty Lambeau time, four forty on the west coast. There's only one thing left to do. It's an NFC championship. Go pack go.